What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy Danny Green here, my co-host Harrison Sanford, and this is episode one of Inside the Green Room of season five. Very much long overdue. I know you guys thought we were done, probably retired and closed up shot, but we are back and we are in a new city this time around. We're in Memphis, Tennessee. H, tell them what we got for the show today. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. And uh, thank you in advance for subscribing, rating, and reviewing uh, the show. Yeah, as Danny alluded to, we are now on year five of the show. We spent, we started the show in Toronto. Danny won a championship. Then we went to LA. Danny won a championship. And so anybody who's been listening to us since those years, thank you. And uh, we like to say a big welcome to everybody in Memphis who is now uh, checking in on us and follow, hopefully following us throughout the year. Uh, I think Danny, but we've had, I can't even remember how many guests we've had from your former teams. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, uh, we've done <laughs> too many. So we're going to go, we're not going to look at the past. We're going to go to the future. We have yes. plenty of new guests to come on. Um, you know, we got some young guys, some good kids on the team. I shouldn't call them kids. They're grown men. Some have families, but uh, it'll be a lot of fun to, to get to learn a lot of my, my new teammates. Uh, not just for myself, but for the fans who are tuning in, subscribing from other cities like Toronto, L.A., Philly. Um, so, yeah, we'll have a couple good episodes with some of my teammates on. Yep, for sure. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review. You'll be able to keep up to date with everything we got going on. Uh, we're also on, on Instagram at Inside Green Room. And we're also on Twitter, which I'll get to in a moment, at Green Room uh inside coming up on the show today uh we will discuss some of the happenings with danny's former teams uh we got to talk about russell westbrook got to talk about what's happening in brooklyn got to talk about ben simmons a lot's going on uh in the nba uh even though it's so early in the season and also uh want to find out why some of danny's teammates don't like him that's 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 for later in the show. But going to the Twitter, Danny, you could also you could find Danny on Twitter. I think you probably know it by now. Uh, and you could also find me on Twitter at Harrison Sanford. I am currently unverified, Danny, but I think Man. with eight dollars out of my pocket, my friend, <laughs> I'll be in the verified world. And I will tell it's you this. Check, <laughs> I'm upset uh, for, for those who, again, who are first time listening. Uh, I also uh, fill in host for ESPN Radio uh, and I work for MSG Network as a sports betting uh, analyst as well. So there might be some sports betting stuff when Danny's not on air on our podcast feed. So stay tuned to that. But Danny, yeah. I, I've been a journalist for a while. I've covered a bunch of sports before. You're doing and Twitter, that's besides the point. But Twitter never verified me regardless of all of the 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 press releases that i included all of the links to all the companies i've worked for doesn't matter only now only now with the grand total of eight dollars a month i could be verified and i'm telling you this right now danny i don't think i'm gonna do it uh, that's a, a steep bill man for like a hundred dollars <laughs> for the year i don't know man i wouldn't pay it either honestly but you know when you guys, you got people that you you know that have some connections, they can probably get to Jeff. Nope. You know, nobody nobody knows. Maybe no, I but nobody nobody's. I I don't got a direct line to Elon or Elon's right hand man or the right hand man to the right hand man to the right hand man of Elon. So, so it's coming out of my pocket if I want the blue check. Nah, we might be able to get a connect, man. We talked to somebody that knows somebody. You know, knows somebody. He said, we'll, "We'll get a way to get to Elon." I don't know him personally. Uh, I do love. The Tesla car, but uh, yeah, I can I can find a way to get to Elon maybe. So, 
So I don't know if you know, Danny, but okay. So, so I thought the people who had the blue checks get grandfathered in to, so they don't have to pay the $8, you know, Danny, you know, you're going to have to pay $8 to keep it, to to keep your blue check. I'm getting rid of it. It's over. It's a wrap. I'm not paying a hundred dollars, man. I don't, I don't got it. You know, gas is too, too much, even though I have a Tesla. You're not paying gas. You got a Tesla. (laughs) Oh, here. I don't have my Tesla here. So either way. Nah, man. I mean, what kind of... What happens if there's like 500 people impersonating Danny Green with a blue check? That's cool, man. I I don't need the the attention. I don't need the fame. As long as I got me, that's all I need. That's all I need to have. So I'm cool with it. Yeah, Twitter's about to be a wild, wild world. If everybody could just pay for their verification. Yeah, what kind of business is that? I'm cool. Nah, I'm cool. All right. Uh, speak, speaking of which, okay, you are in Memphis, so you don't have one of your vehicles. You're using another one. Uh, tell me yeah. uh, how your experience uh, so far in Memphis has been. What's been, I know, what's been the best part so far of you uh, joining the new squad? The organization um, has been amazing. They made the adjustment very easy um, for me moving in and getting acclimated, getting adjusted. Obviously, the city is a lot different from Philly. It's a lot different from Toronto, L.A., um, it's very similar to San Antonio, but um, still a little different, more south. I've never lived that far south, um, but the organization has been A1 from top to bottom. They've made this a uh, very easy move. Um, and the fans said it's a great fan base. And they've been amazing. They've been very welcoming. They've been embracing me and, and with open arms. And, you know, it's it's a real hospitable city. So I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying um, how they do things here and how, you know, Zach and Taylor have a great thing going within the organization. So um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And then learning my teammates that being around a group of younger guys, younger gentlemen has kept me young. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I don't, I, we might have to edit this out or maybe we'll keep this. I think I can recall you saying to me after we spoke on the phone, you said if they offered me uh, an extension or a long term deal, I would stay here for sure. Yeah, well, I don't think we need to edit that out. I, I think okay. I might have spoken that on, I might have said that on the Howard Beck show. I'm not sure. I did say I did like this place very much. And it seems like a place I could call home for, you know, a couple of years. I, I do like what they got going. I, I, I said, even if I'm not here, I could see this organization, this team, these young guys, if they stay together, having a grip on the league in the next couple of years to come for sure. They're already a good squad. They're already a contender. But another two or three years when they mature, I think they're going to, you know, have, have the the league by storm. So um, this is definitely a place where I would love to build and love to be a part of what they're building here. And I could see myself being here for another couple of years if they allowed it, if things worked out when I come back healthy and play, how I fit, um, you know, you never know. So it could be a, a good marriage. Yeah, I think I think you you might actually fit very well. I've, I've spent some time watching the Memphis, watching your team. I haven't really tweeted about them just yet because I want to get the full download but man, it feels like a lot of, in the words of Kendrick Perkins, a lot of agenda-free basketball. I yeah. love to see it. The ball moves around. Everybody, everybody's a lot. Everybody's a live threat to score. It's a bunch every of every role sh- player's dream. Every role player loves to play in that type of system, man. And and to see, I said, what we're missing and what I could add. Like you know, after even tonight, watching certain teams, certain matchups, um, we're down bodies right now. And going against a team like Boston. 
when you're lacking size, what I could help defensively if I was there. Myself, Zaire, Jaron, um, you know, we have a lot of guys. I mean, Steven Adams didn't play tonight, but um, we have, we'll have a lot of depth by the time we get 100% healthy. And I think it's great that our rookies are being thrown into the fire and learning quickly um, and, and growing and, you know, I guess getting a chance to kind of reach their potential a little bit because later on in the year, we're probably going to need them. We never know what's going to what's, what's gonna happen in terms of injuries or sicknesses or health. You know, COVID's still around. We act like it's gone, but you never know what's going to happen um, toward the end of the year. We're going to need some of those guys to step up and give us a good boost off the bench. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, 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 so I was looking at some of your stats, and obviously at this point in your career, obviously you want stability, but I, I'm pretty sure you'd also like to win another championship or two. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, the, one thing, the one thing I am concerned about uh, and this is the same thing with how the, the Raptors were when you were there. You guys are getting a lot of your points off of fast break situations. Now, mm -hmm. the one difference, obviously, when you were in Toronto, you had Kawhi, which is, yeah. you know, one of the best isolation scorers in the league, especially that that season. He was incredible in the playoffs. I do wonder what happens when the game slows down. Because, uh, again, you guys are top 10 in, in fast break points. You're also mm -hmm. top five in uh, top 10 in rebounding rate, top five in offensive rebounding rate. I just don't know how much of those things translate to playoffs, especially if you're on the road. When you got Steven Adams, that helps a ton with the rebounding. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it only gets even better when you have Jaron Tripp, Jaron Jackson uh, to the lineup, uh, him protecting the rim and also rebounding and finish. Um, I think Ja's still growing in that, that sense of becoming that ISO guy, half court set, get us a bucket type of guy. Him and Dez have really grown and, and matured. But I think those are guys, you know, with Taylor's actions, I think we could get some great looks in offense, regardless of the fact, even without that, I said, I think Jock is very capable. I think Dez is very capable of getting a bucket. And when you add Jaron to that, I think he's a mismatch all over the floor, whoever guards him, because he's a big that can shoot the three and post up and, and drive. So there's not much he can't do. Um, so yeah, I, I believe we have three guys that are very capable, if we need them to, to get a bucket for us. Um, you know, when it comes to that point in the season. But I really believe in trusting Taylor's actions. I think he has great, you know, X's and O's and great timeout, you know, ATOs after timeout plays. And then, um, you know, but the biggest key is if, if we get stops, we can get out and run. That's the biggest key. So we don't have to play half court. That's the whole goal is to not have to play half court offense every time down. So you have to get stops and play good defense. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, you guys can take another step up defensively when Zaire comes back when uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back. Yeah, you guys uh, definitely have some of the good, some good personnel there. And I do think as well, uh, Desmond, because of uh, Jaron Jackson being gone, Desmond's getting a lot of uh, primary ball handling or primary initiating actions uh, when Ja goes to the bench. And that's probably only going to help you guys uh, going forward. But I would also think, Danny, that apparently as much as uh, you've enjoyed uh watching these guys and getting to know them i'm pretty yeah. sure from my understanding uh they weren't too fond of you coming <laughs> into their team yeah i was the ops supposedly is what they say the young guys the young kids call it the ops i guess when they were growing up they watched a lot of basketball of course all these kids were nba fans and basketball fans and um as you get older which happens very fast i became the old vet very fast because in toronto i wasn't that old i was just a vet in la i was just a normal player veteran because we had so many older guys in San Antonio I was a young guy overnight I became the really old guy in Memphis and you know these kids watched me play when I, when they were younger 
Um, I actually dealt a little bit of it in Philly because uh, Tyrese was a Dwayne Wade fan. So he didn't like me very much either when I was playing for San Antonio. <laughs> and a lot of these kids were Bron fans when they were younger and watching them play in Miami. So, you know, they were like, oh, you, you when we when I was younger and we watched you play, man, you was the ops. We didn't really root for you. We didn't really rock with you like that. Uh, but now we're on the same team. And, you know, things are good. Things are cool. It's, it's very similar to like when you play against a guy like a Dylan Brooks. You know, he's a scrappy guy, hard-nosed. Everybody in the league probably hates him. But when you have him as your teammate, you love the guy. It's a certain type of guy you want on your team because you know he's going to put everything on the floor, lay it on the line, and you kind of have a better understanding for him. But, um, you know, it's kind of one of those type of things, even though I don't consider myself like a, you know, a, a, that type of player where I'm a scrappy and do dirty work, Marcus Smart tonight or you know, Patrick Beverly, those guys that get under people's skin. Um, even still in that sense, um, I think people – understand it once they get to that level or when they play with you um, what type of player what type of things that they can learn from you and also what they appreciate from you yeah for sure uh i'm looking forward to seeing how uh future interactions go uh, with your teammates and i want some more uh stories of what they might have said about that experience from some of those finals years because i'm sure they were watching um yeah. as we it, all it, were that's you i mean i mean listen danny you like if you really think about it like you've been a part of yeah, some I'm not old. I just moments. been around for a while. Yes, and a lot of them. When we do talk on the bus. Some they do tell me the times that they actually watch certain playoff runs. Like, oh, I was at that game when you were in Toronto and you played against Orlando. We watched this game when you were playing then, and it kind of makes me feel old, even though it was only like some of it was only like four years ago. But you know, they were in high school. A lot of these kids, so they're they're twenty twenty one now. Crazy, 22. right? But yeah, they, the league it seems like it's getting younger. Um, so, yeah, it's just crazy to think how time flies, but also it wasn't that long ago. But, you know, they, they I wouldn't say had, like, some of them have admired or humbly watched or, uh, or inspired by some of the things that they've seen, you know, my teams do or myself. But they just, it's just funny how they talk about me or to me about the things that they've experienced watching me do or certain games that they were at or, or where they were at when they were watching certain games. Yep, a lot of a lot of experience for you. That's going to help you break down uh, what's what's happened. So what's happening in the league using some of your reference points. Uh, I saw that you were on the Grizzlies broadcast, uh, and uh, you have joined up. You have joined the the league of active players with also a television gig, also joining ESPN. I want to talk about that. I have to, have Guys to like now. Ben Simmons. Guys oh, like Russell Westbrook. Teams like the Los Angeles Lakers, you have to talk about them whether you like it or not. And that's what we'll do next. Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. We'll be right back. Back like we left our car keys. Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison sure. Sanford. Quick little look at some of Danny's former teams that we'll do probably throughout the course of the season because uh, obviously he left his footprint there. Uh, let's go to the Los Angeles Lakers, Danny. And I hmm. must say... Um, I know you're, 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 you're over it. You're, you're good at like turning the page. I oh. still every now and again, get upset uh, about how the, the, it ended in LA, not just because obviously you're not a member of the team anymore. And I thought mm-hmm. it would have been cool if you got a chance to defend your championship, but they pretty much dismantled the roster from what it used to be. Um, and I thought they had a pretty good roster, even even though I thought you should have stayed in L.A. or I would have liked you for you to stay in L.A. I thought the Dennis Schroeder trade made, made sense, but the Russell Westbrook trade didn't make sense to me. Not one cent at all. And uh, we've seen how it's kind of turned out. However, however, 
I have to say, I have to give my props to Russell Westbrook. It seems as if Danny, he mm-hmm. has finally embraced uh, the bench role and he's not, yes, he's not a bench player, but him coming off of the bench and not uh, hurting the spacing for LeBron and AD, uh, you got to give him a lot of respect because it seemed like it was a very difficult thing for him to embrace uh, at first. And obviously with what he's done in his career, uh, I imagine it must've been difficult, but he deserves some props. I, I, I believe at least Danny. Definitely. I agree, man. And, you know, we've seen a lot of superstars go through this process. Carmel Anthony being one, uh, some, the list goes on. There's a couple of guys that have, you know, when they tr- go to different teams, they need them in different areas to bring a spark. And sometimes it may be off the bench and adjusting and embracing and just to give a different look lineup doesn't mean that you're any less of a player, any less of a starter. You're just giving our team or the group a better look what's best for the team. Um, and since he's done that, he has a more positive attitude. It seems like he's got a better energy to himself, a better step to himself. Bell will play more like himself on the court. He's having better games. He's being uh, the, the active Russell Westbrook we've known him to be and you know getting rebounds, assists and scoring and not a ton, but he's scoring a lot better than he did more efficiently attacking the rim, but he's able to handle the ball a lot more and, and, you know, uh, set the table for the most part. So um, I'm happy for him. You know, he's at home. It's tough to see a guy at home struggle and go through that and be frustrated when it really was not his fault for being put in a situation Mm -hmm. like that, you know? And of course I got backlash talking on the Beck show uh, about you know, certain movements that they made. Uh, I'm not upset about how things ended in LA. We ended on a championship, so I'm happy. Of course, it would have been nice to see or interesting to see if we were able to defend a uh, championship, but, you know, things go the way they go, and we we, we won one, and I'm, I'm, I'm good with that and happy with that. But I said I wasn't calling out anybody when I said, you know, certain things didn't make sense or certain pieces need to be done or, you know, that's our league today. When I say, you know, teams need shooters, that's everybody in our league needs shooters. Everybody knows LeBron James, AD. I'm not saying, oh, so-and-so is not doing his job. If I was talking about Rob Plink, I would say Rob Plink's name. I never spoke about the one. There's more than one person running an operation there, it seems like, anyway. Uh, there's a lot of people that make decisions when it comes to certain movements, and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying, you know, what is necessary needed for today's league, and not just for LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but everybody, every team needs shooters and defenders. So that's one thing that they're lacking. And I'm sure that not just them, but everybody else in the league is looking for whenever they get the chance to. And I'm sure there'll be some moves made at some point if they can make them. Yep, for sure. Uh, Speaking of uh, making moves or uh, acquiring shooters, Danny, uh, I don't think your former head coach got the memo about this 7-3 unicorn playing in France right now, Victor Webemyama. I would have yeah, I, I thought Mr. Greg Popovich, I know he doesn't coach to lose, but uh, the, Spurs are, the Spurs are playing yeah, too good that? right now. What are they, does he not know about big old Vic in, in, in France? What's going on with the knows, Spurs, man? man? <laughs> they only know one way, you know what I'm saying? Pop only knows the coach to win. I'm sure his players, they play hard. And they've been playing well. They've been hooping. Not only them, but Utah as well. The teams that you thought were trying to tank to get this guy and start over and get picks are the teams that are balling. Uh, I'm not saying Portland was a team that was trying to tank, but the teams that you didn't look at last year are making some noise this year and and doing well. Portland's one of the top teams in the West right now. Utah's doing very well. San Antonio, they're they're all hooping. 
Um, so to see that, it's a, it's a great thing in a far league, man. We don't need teams to tank. We don't need teams to to lose to try to get, you know, better players or picks. But we need, you know, that competitiveness. And, you know, chips will fall where they fall. Guys, even just because you have the worst record doesn't mean you're going to get the number one pick anyway. You know, it's a lottery pick. Um, so it, it's great to see, though. I'm happy for them that they found a good spot. Um, they're playing well, playing hard. Happy for Will Hardy in Utah. They're playing amazingly so. And Dame, Dame has got a shot to make the playoffs this year and, and you know, do make some noise in the West. Uh, now that I do a lot of uh, sports betting content, Danny, uh, for MSG Network, uh, mm -hmm. I'm constantly looking at stats um, and like efficiency ratings and all that stuff. Of course. Uh, part of the reason why the Spurs and the Jazz are playing so well, they're putting up a lot of threes and they're playing at a very uh, fast pace. And the Jazz specifically, uh, they're playing a lot of four out, sometimes five out with Olenek and Markinen already mm -hmm. out there with Clarkson and Conley and THT and Colin Sexton. Uh, they're not your typical NBA team. They're hard to game plan for, for sure. I was actually having this conversation with your fellow uh, Tar Heel, uh, John Henson, who uh, does yeah, some of the betting God. content with me. Uh, we were talking about uh, the part of the reason why the Jazz are also playing so well now, listen, we know the front office wants to tank, right? That's the best. That's in, that gives you the best chance at getting uh, the, the top prospect in the draft. Uh, but the players don't necessarily want to be in, in Salt Lake City. I, no disrespect to Salt Lake City. But I imagine place. players don't want to be in Salt Lake City and losing. If I'm going to be in Salt Lake City, I am trying to win or I'm trying to put myself in a position where I can get up out of there. That's For at sure. least my theory. I think it doesn't matter where you are. You can be in the best city or the worst city. As an NBA player, as a basketball player, you want to win. You compete, you want to fight, and you're competing not just for winning, but for a contract, you know, for, mm. um, you know, so these guys are out there, they're fighting, they're fighting for a job or they're fighting for a starting position. They're fighting for a bigger contract. So all those things come into play. And I'm sure at some point, if these teams really want to, so on, you know, quote unquote tank, they will probably, you know, sit some guys, rest some guys certain nights. Um, but for the most part, I think they're going to keep rolling. They're going to be playing well. I don't know if they're going to tank, but there'll be nights or a certain part in the season where we're like, all right, they'll make some trades again, or they get more picks, or they'll just have nights where guys rest even more and uh, take some days off. So we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll slow down, but you know, those guys on those teams, they're, they're hungry, man. They're trying to get contracts. They're trying to get paid. They're trying to get positions. They're trying to get minutes. And they're trying to win regardless of where they are. Nobody comes in this league wanting to lose. Uh, another thing John and I, John Henson and I, had a conversation about too as well, Danny, and it's been a profitable uh, investment for us, is looking at certain teams uh, that are playing in certain markets. Like, for example, you know, if a team's in Salt Lake City, I assume that they're going to come out ready to hoop uh, because I don't think the nightlife is that tempting. Uh. But now that you are a, a veteran, you've had your, your fair share of travels around the, around the nation for NBA purposes. Uh, John and I targeted, uh, we targeted the Philadelphia 76ers when we knew they had mul a multiple nights or at least a night to spend in Toronto. And mm -hmm. uh, we also targeted the Atlanta Hawks who got blown out by the Toronto Raptors uh, because they got to spend Halloween weekend in Toronto. 
Uh, I'm curious, Danny. Uh, gonna, give me what cities to target. You could target yeah, what other, teams. Let in me Miami, know what other you know? cities that y'all like to go out in, so I can per, so I can properly uh, invest my uh, a couple of shekels in. I'm not a gambling man. No, you don't. You're not, I'm not saying you. I, you can't. But I mean, if I were to pick certain cities to target where I know teams are going to be out later, I know Miami is one of them. I know New York is one of them. And the New York teams are actually, well, the Knicks are, are, are playing above what people expect them to play. They're playing pretty well right now. Um, but those are some of the cities, of course, L.A. Um, but, you know, those are some of the cities that guys Houston? or teams – is Houston on that list? There are some Texas teams, Houston, Dallas, for sure. Um, you know, guys can find something in any city, but the teams that stay a little later, the team, the cities that stay open a little later and have more fun in are, are probably those cities, for sure. Yep. For those, who, for, for those who know where I'm going with this, just pay attention to the travel schedules. Might help <laughs> yourself out. Um, with that being said, part of the reason, Danny, uh, why I also targeted – uh the Sixers to lose that game against the Raptors this is way back this is when they had James and Joel uh obviously before James got hurt uh and he's mm-hmm. I think he's out for a month the Philadelphia 76ers at least right now too they rank last in pace and I'm gonna tell you how I feel about the 76ers um mm-hmm. I at least this is when James was there when James was healthy and I know James has had like uh there's a lot of backlash that he got last year for not being on top of his game and mm-hmm. um, and him not being himself. And so it looks as if uh, he probably took some steps to be the be- a better version of what he was last year. Mm-hmm. And I think he told Chris Haynes before their national TV game, like he's coming back for his respect or something along those likes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I, and I watched, and I, I was watching some of their games and I'm like, He's just dribbling, he's dribbling a lot and he's scoring a lot. And people say he's playing well. Bruh, for me, I don't think that's conducive to winning basketball. Like the ball, the ball was so was still sticky. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey was pretty, it looked like he was playing your role. This didn't mm-hmm. he didn't have a lot of offensive sets laid out for him. Tobias is pretty much a he's Tobias's role could be filled by a five million dollar player. What they had, what sure. they had him doing. And I'm just, there's only one lineup outside of the jazz. Now there's only like one lineup in the NBA that could put out four guys capable of shooting over 36% from three. And that's the Philadelphia 76ers when they're fully healthy and their pace is so slow. It's like, they're not taking advantage of the roster that they have. And I'm not even a Sixers fan. Any, I'm not a Sixers fan anymore. You're not there, but like, I care <laughs> about bass, but I care about For basketball. Sure. You and I like and basketball. I like to see it played. I want to see good basketball, damn it. And you want to see some of your guys that you rooted for still play good basketball. I understand. Thank you. Like, I'm the same way. Um, regardless of there or not, I still tap in to see what they're doing, who's doing well, and uh, how things have changed for them. So before we get to that, the other thing you can target is look at the schedule, who plays four and five nights, road games. Mm. There are some trap parts in certain team schedules where there's back end, back-to-backs, where they have to travel of how far – us coming back from Portland, five-hour flight, then have another game back-to-back, which is kind of crazy. There are trap situations. So now getting to Philadelphia, James is still a very good player, and there's not many teams that can win at a slow pace. But it's tough when you have James and Joel who need the slower pace to score. James ultimately, I'm not saying that he is Luka Doncic, but they play similar styles of play. 
Now, Luca doesn't have a big man like Joel with him. He can just do his thing and have shooters around him. They play a little slower. He comes up the court. They still play a little faster than them, but he can play slow, get to his pick and roll spots and probe and pace and, and score or find his shooters. James now has to pick and choose his moments. And I think they have to mix it up more with giving the ball, putting the ball in Tyrese's hand to give some more pace because he'll get the ball to the floor. But with James is, you know, getting into his stuff and you have Joel too posting up, that's a formula for very slow basketball. When you have a post-up guy and a guy that likes to do pick and roll or do get in his bag at a slower pace like Luca, um, you know, it's going to be tough. But I think they just, you know, find a way to balance it out, have a, you know, a little bit of, obviously, Joel is an MVP candidate, so you have to feed him the ball, but you can still do that at a faster pace. Um, but you have to mix in Tyrese, getting the ball in his hands a little more and, and taking James off of it some. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to figure out because those both those guys, you know, need the ball in their hands and to play at a certain style to be effective. Yeah, I just I just don't think they're, I just don't think that, that their, their styles don't maximize the roster. Like, and I, and I, and frankly, I think it just hurts the development of Tyrese Maxey. Like, again, like, it, when when I used to see him in the corner, just standing there, like, waiting for a catch and shoot, I'm like, bruh. Yeah, Tyrese, is, that's not what he needs to be doing. Um, but so we'll see. You know, that's, that's that's why Doc gets paid the big bucks, to figure out how to, uh, I guess, manage egos and put pieces in the right place to make that puzzle fit or work. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a tough, because it's too much, I feel like, too much talent, too much uh, stardom there to operate with you know James is a very good player he's a star and he does what he does well Tyrese is a very good he's, he's a star player Tobias is a star player Joel is a star player and you have four of those guys in the starting lineup it's tough to manage it's tough to figure out you know it's hard to put any of those guys on the bench how do you have one of them come with the bench that's ridiculous but at some point somebody's got to sit down and be the Russell Westbrook you know and and give their team a better look by coming off the bench and giving other teams you know, make them more dynamic and harder to guard and harder to prepare for when you, you know, split the lineup up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just a man who likes to see basketball played at its best levels. That's all. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll close the show inside the green room. All right. Last segment time for us to go to bed, do something sure. else, watch a movie. DG, what do you, what are you watching? I need a recommendation, bro. The house of dragons are rap. I can't watch all these sports. I need, I need something else. What you got? I mean, The Patient was good. I don't know if Ted Lasso came back out, but yes, I've watched House of Dragon. I've been watching In the Dark. Ted Lasso overhyped, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I know you did not just say that. I'm telling you, man. Yo, listen. Ted Lasso was a great show. Everybody is it was, it was. So, it was solid. It was solid. It was very good. And it's because it gets to the point. It's quick hitters. It makes it a great show. You know, the way to out. I'm saying it's, it's a good show. Um, did you like? Did you like season, Kirby Enthusiasm? I've only watched some episodes. I've not watched you it see, fully this through. Is, this is why. This is why we don't get along. This is why you it's watch like Ted Lasso, but like, you haven't watched. Like, oh, no, no, no. There's it's way so many more office, seasons bro. of Kirby Enthusiasm. I think they're longer episodes. Are they not? They're like thirty minute episodes, bro. Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, I've been. I've been. On, like I've been on a rewatch right now. How many yeah. seasons are there? I think it's like nine seasons, bro. Nine or seasons. ten. Ted Lasso's like two. And and hella entertaining. More entertaining than Ted Lasso. Bro, I've watched the Dahmer series, which was really good. It was kind of dark, but I've watched a lot of them, man. Blackbird was really good. You know, I'm into the murder mystery shows. Yeah. Um, but um, Blacklist came out with a new 
series or a new season anyway. So did in the dark and catching up on those, catching up on the stuff that come back out with new seasons. Well, well, since you ain't watching nothing good from what I heard, at least you should be able to, you know, nothing, nothing to write home about for me. So I encourage you uh, to have a list of places uh, for us to go out and eat in and enjoy oh, life sure. in Memphis by the yeah. time I get by the time I get down there, because, again, you're not watching okay. anything that's making me rush to hit the download button or oh, rush you're visiting to hit the street. This, this... You're visiting this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm, com- I'm coming. LA, go to Philly. You guys disappear. I never see you guys. But I'm glad you're coming out. <laughs> but yes, uh, I haven't gotten out much in Memphis. Uh, I would love to get out more. Um, and check out some of the food spots. I'm I'm gonna say I'm a big foodie, but I am a foodie. I do love to check out the culture from the food. So, those who are tuning in, who are subscribing, reading, rating, etc., please leave in the comments some suggestions of your favorite spots to go to, favorite food places. I'm a big breakfast guy. Uh, I'm a big everything guy. But yeah, I'm definitely trying to find the best pancakes, French toast, waffles, and sandwiches, barbecue, etc. Please uh, leave those in the comments if you will, if you can. And and I heard and I heard a little birdie told me that if you run into Danny into the in the streets of Memphis, if you ask nicely, you might even get tickets to the game too. <laughs> yeah, people they're they're very comfortable asking for tickets. I thought you were gonna say I'm gonna pay for your lunch or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's just it's a city that um, they are very southern hospitality. like southern. And they show a lot of hospitality. And I think they're just those people that treat everybody like family. They think they're part of family. They see you on TV and they're like, you know, hook, hook us up. Hook your boy up. Hook me up with some tickets. You know, you see people. And I'm like, it just doesn't work that way. That's not how it works. We don't just get unlimited tickets where we can give to anybody and everybody. You know, so um, if there are available tickets and if I know you well enough or if we speak or if there's something going on, I'm doing some community work, which I plan to do this year. Um, you know, there may be an opportunity for me to give out tickets, but we don't just get unlimited tickets to give out to anybody that doesn't even, some people don't even watch. They're like, oh, I don't watch. I just heard you're on the team. So you think you get us some tickets? And I'm just like, uh, man, hey. you know, you don't hey, go who, to, to billionaire and ask him for whoever, a dollars just because he has it. Whoever put you on the, whoever put you on the Kawhi and Dine uh, <laughs> <laughs> budget, that's good. They got to get first dibs on tickets. Right, we'll see yeah, for, if they yeah for, they get if they get some good suggestions, then yeah, we'll hook them up with some tickets. Yeah, for those who don't know, when when Danny and I were in uh, Toronto, when they were trying to uh, keep him in Toronto, the local restaurants put up stickers, uh, so uh, basically that said Kawhi and dine, and basically Kawhi was able to eat there for free. Uh, they were trying to keep him in the market. Uh, didn't see any stickers for Danny though, but they still they still loved you and us. I think they appreciated our, our presence. Uh, speaking of appreciating uh, uh, your presence, Danny, um, I think uh, you, you are enjoying the presence of your new teammates. I believe, sure. um, and being the elder statesman, I think you've been uh, prohibited. Have you been prohibited from the aux cord? I have not been prohibited. Okay. Um, I just, I'm not on it as much. I'm not saying that I need to be. I'm not a DJ. I'm not the type of guy that's on the aux cord. But coming here has made me want to get on the aux cord more than I've ever been in the past. Um, I was telling you earlier before we got on air, I'm not saying I'm not. Some of the younger artists and younger generation, I don't know very well. 
I do know names. I don't know their music as well as I know people of our generation, you know, and young boy being one of the guys that every time he drops music, he's number one. And I've never heard a song before. And I never knew how he did it. It was uncanny how he would always drop and be number one. Also, I'd never ran into anybody that listened to his music, maybe because I hung out with people my age. I'm like, how does this guy drop? Coming here made me realize why he's number one consistently, because all they do is listen to young boy all day from morning to night from shoot around to the game it's nba young boy and i've actually got a chance to be more familiar with music it's good music and I, I i enjoy it i understand it i understand why they like it but it's very much turn up music non-stop and i feel like there's moments for that it's not yeah you gotta put the young scraps on to some r&b bro some 90s r&b yeah. some little kickback music and you I, gotta... I, I i try i try my best man like look this here's some history here's some music here's some chill music in the morning we don't need to turn up when lifting weights cool <laughs> we can listen to some young boy when we're about to play and you're about to get crazy okay let's listen to some young boy but when you're getting treatment or you're getting a massage i'm like we can't listen to this <laughs> all all day every day so that's, that's all they listen to and of course, we got NLE Chopper, we got, you know, Key Glock, all those guys from Memphis, you know, that, that are doing their thing. Um, you know, RIP Dolph, but, you know, all the yeah. guys that we've lost, but we got some Memphis rappers that are, that are doing well. And, and they, they listen to here as, as well. They show a lot of love to the Memphis rappers. Um, but yeah, man, Young Boy. All it doesn't seem like day. massage. It doesn't seem like massage music, bro. Doesn't seem like you know. It doesn't seem like hot tub music when you like try to. I'm like, what do y'all listen to when y'all with your girlfriends? You know, y'all listen. To, I, I think they listen to Young Boy, man. Honestly, it's kind of crazy. But as we're speaking on the rap game, you know, we have to give a yes shout out and rest in peace to uh, take off um, him and his family. Prayers, uh, PNB Rock, who also showed a lot of love. We lost so many people this year, last couple of years. Um, obviously, some older due to COVID sickness and of course gun violence it's never a good situation or a good thing to see when you feel like our community is so far behind we still have so much further to go to get where we want to be um, we always constantly take, see something where we take a step back but you know hopefully we learn from it hopefully we grow from it get better from it and you know hate to see it but you know our rap community's hurting our community's hurting from this one this was a tough loss to take yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Takeoff. Um, definitely left a mark. And uh, they definitely uh, left. A, he left the legacy behind. They have created a whole new generation of hip hop and culture uh, that won't be replaced, can't be replaced, but will always be remembered. So shout out to him. And Danny, you got it right. We got to we got to tighten up, you know, for sure. Got to tighten, uh, tighten up. We lost some other people, too. We had a uh, lost Elias. Um yes. We he was on our show, a member uh, back then. I think he was not only doing UFC, uh, but he was doing a, something other business. I don't know if it was legal at the time, but uh, great energy, great spirit. Elias Theodoro, if I'm not saying this correctly or not, um, but big shout out to him and his family. You know, rest in peace to him. Um, he was an amazing guest that we had on our show and, and said a great energy, great person. Uh, so we want to send our love and, and prayers to him and his family. Yep, for sure. Uh, thank you for passing on that note. And thank you for everybody who, who listened, watched uh, Inside the Green Room. Again, you can find us on Instagram at Inside Green Room. We're also on Twitter at Green Room Inside. Uh, we'll be hitting you every week with episodes 
breaking down what Danny's uh, was happening with the Memphis Grizzlies around in the association. You could also catch Danny uh, from time to time on ESPN. You can catch uh-huh. me uh, sometimes on ESPN radio. Debut and if you're, soon. and yeah, and if you are some of uh, our fans listening in the metropolitan area, you can also catch me uh, on MSG network, helping you potentially make some money legally on sports. Cause you know, that's just the way the world is going now. So. Uh, if you're not with it, get familiar. But no, nonetheless, we appreciate your time. Oh, and you could also find uh, me at Harrison Sanford on Twitter. And you could you better find Danny on Twitter right check, now. Huh? Yeah, you better find Danny now at oh, the DG underscore D Green, D Green underscore, what is underscore it? 14. Yeah, before D- my verification gets taken away from me. Exactly. So, yeah. Before there's 500 different Danny Green accounts out there, you better go follow him now. So uh, D Green. D green underscore 14 and on Instagram green ranger 14. So yeah. Hey, da- hey Danny. Hey Danny. I need $8 to pay for my Twitter subscription. You got me. I'm not paying for mine. So what would I pay for yours? It's not happening. Pimp. Invest in your friends, bro. I will on other platforms. All right, y'all. I uh, appreciate the time. We'll see you next time. <laughs>